Hello and welcome to the Gathering's Message of the Week. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that through these messages, God would inspire, challenge, and encourage you. For more information about our church, please visit gatheringtohim.org. That's gathering2him.org. Enjoy and be blessed. Everybody good? Uh, so we're going up here. Okay. Hi. Yeah, I know. Uh, it ain't like you can't see me, right? Hard to hide when you get this big. Glory to God. Um, as I prayed about today, um, <clears throat> I really feel uh, the Lord saying, we got enough information. We need impartation, you know, and, and that's what I pray that will happen in this day, that a great impartation will come into your spirit, man. Uh, you know, our salvation is progressive, you know, it's, it's going on all the time. You got saved, you're being saved, and you're going to be saved. Very clear in the Word of God. And so it's a process. You're in the process, and uh, we're all in different places in the process, but we help each other process, especially every time we get together whether it's we meet at the Walmart or the Dollar General, wherever we are, uh, change can take place when we meet. Uh, but I just believe that what we have, we can give. you know. And so I, I just want to believe a great impartation will go into you uh, to stir you, not only for here, but for the whole world, you know, because God loves the whole world. Um, and he, he, he declares, go ye into all the world preach the gospel. So um, there's a lot of fears with uh, different avenues. Um, we have a young lady that at 10, she went to the mission field. and Now she's 20, she'll, she'll be 21. And she's there in Germany and has learned the language. First she learned Romanian and then she learned German. And she's fluent and was raised in schools there. And, and uh, But she decided when she went to the university... I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, my feet are not supposed to be here. And uh, she came back and started missions and went on with YWAM on missions, and she's getting ready to go again. She made a three-year commitment to be a leader in it. But when I, she came back after just coming to America for the first time, really, for a three-month period here recently, came back into Germany and started her work, and I saw this fear on her, you know, for what was ahead. And I said to her, Baby, come here. I said, you know, there's a lot of fear with the unknown when you don't know something. You know, you can feel this tangible fear around you because you don't know. I said, but that's not how we operate. That's not how we function. We don't function in that realm. We function in a different realm. We function in a, a realm of faith, okay? Which basically, when you're in faith, you know, and the devil comes and says, I doubt that you're going to do that, then you doubt his doubt. I doubt your doubt. You, you're not going, that's not going to happen. I reverse you. And anyway, I said to her, I said, this isn't about what I know. This is about who I know. Okay? It's about who you know. And if you know him, you will do exploits for him. You will do things that are beyond what your imagination could ever imagine you will just go do things, and you will even ask yourself at points, 
why am I doing this? Why did I even get here? What am I doing here? But then you'll see yourself going through and breaking barriers that you never thought you would break. And so that's the process. That's the, the, the way of the believer, you know, is that it, faith pleases God. And we got to get in it. But we can get so much information that we get puffed up. I see so many people getting messed up that they think they know something, and all of a sudden they don't need the other stuff. Well, it's a real, it's a real confused place to be, but it will mess you up, and it will take you out of the faith having so much information, because when you have information, you're responsible for the information. What are you going to do with that information? You know, people ask me all the time, well, can you show me how to do that? Well, I'd have to kill you to do that. You don't want me killing you, okay? You want God, you want to put yourself before God and let that process, dying process. You know, we don't always like the dying process, but I'm going to tell you, you can learn to love the dying process if you understand that joy's coming in the morning. That, that there's a good side of this. It's going to happen when this is over. This will clear. And one thing I have learned over the years is, you know, it's usually a three-day process when that pressure's on. You go through a really tough three days, and that first day, he's putting everything on you, trying to get you to quit. And there's the second day, but that third day, man, up from the grave. You rise up and you go, wow, and God comes and shines the light and the enemy is scattered and he's shattered. You know, he's just, he's broken down. And this has been a process for us over there. I mean, I had never, I would never tell someone, hey, you need to take a church that's really turned into a cult and go there and pastor. <laughs> really feel it's God, you know. Uh, it's, uh, this is going on the 12th year. And when your group was there, John Luke here ran through a wall in the hall. You know, you're laughing because you were there. He ran through a wall, like a wall like this back there, cleared clear through it, busted clear through it at full blast. Looked like a full back off the Steelers, you know, coming through. <laughs> Bam! He come through. Got it on video. And... After that, after you guys left, after we started really, the dust was settling, we felt we heard from the Lord, we'll, this will be a one new man revival hall. Or one new man, which means Jews and Gentiles will be there. The Jews will worship, the Gentiles will worship, we'll worship together, and there will be some great things happen. So God has been putting all that together. But when you do that, when you start messing with the Jew, it's a whole nother fight. And I love them. But, you know, I've been asked by the Lord, you know, will you stand up for them when the bullets start flying? Are you going to stand up and say, hey, I'm with them? He's questioned me on that on several occasions. And there's so much that I've learned of what's going on underground that you don't even know. Here in America and all over the world where they're ready to take the Jews back when the time comes. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. But I've been blessed to meet a rabbi that was over this, or 70 rabbis that wrote this version of the, how they see it as a Jew of the Word of God. And uh, I said to him, are you blessed if you bless a Jew? He said, man, you're blessed if you bless anybody. And he said to me, because I spent a week with him, and, and uh, he's really, uh, he's a professor, he's a, 
he was even a, a lawman. He's, he's just unbelievable what all this guy does. And uh, he said to me, look, I don't expect you to become a Jew, and I'm not going to become a Gentile. But we're to worship together. God's going to do something. We believe that's a part of the revival that will happen. And so, um, so when we started this process, uh, it took us two years just to get the permit to put the hall up and tens of thousands of euros to do it, just to get the permit, just to pay an architect and five engineers to do it all. Anyway, got all that done, and as soon as we got it done and we started stepping forward, put the roof on and started doing the thing, they took our tax status away as a church. And guess what happens when that happens? If you are a tither and you put your tithe in and you're going to get that off of your taxes, they're like, I ain't putting my tithe here. We were down to, for the last three years, three tithers. Glory to God. You got to believe Jesus. Huh? Three tithers. We owe 1.4 million still. We were about four or five million when I went there. Now we're down to 1.4 million. And we had three tithers. And these are just like regular people. These aren't like, these aren't millionaires, okay? They're not NFL or NBA, okay? They're school teacher and two old ladies that have social. <laughs> this was our time. And God has miraculously kept us, amen, through this three-year period. And something I want to talk to you about in the Word is how to stand and how to uh, withstand. After all's done, you've got to stand. You've got to keep going. There's no place in this to quit. We used to say in India, it's like being in the mafia. You know, you come into this work, only way out is to die. <laughs> you die, then you can get out, and you can go to heaven, it's over. But aside from that, it's a process of dying. You're on your way dying in a daily process. And... Um, yeah, so before I came, just last week, before I flew back into America, we got a message from our accountant and said, everything in every year has been restored. They restored every status back to us. He sent every document in. And so I went to the guy that was the main tither, which is my friend, and I said to him, we were on tennis court, and I said, dude, I want you to be the first to know because you were like, the number one tither. It had nothing to do with whether we were making or not, but it was faithfulness that he did. And uh, this guy is, uh, he was born again in the psychiatric ward. Came out, and now he teaches school in a Christian school. And uh, I told him, you know, we got it back. Man, he started bawling. I said, what's, I said, well, you're really emotional. I said, I know it's a big deal. He said, you, you don't understand. I have gotten extensions up to this week. And next week, they were going to take 2000 out of my account that I don't have. And now I'm going to get 1000 back. This is a good day. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we were just rejoicing and praising God, you know. And uh, so um, let me say this to you. The hall and why it's important, and I feel, too, even to put your feet there, too. Because um, I believe it's a world vision 
Germany is in a place where, you know, you could ride a train and eat lunch in Paris and ride a train from there and eat supper in London and be back at night, go to bed. So there's like 26 countries around, and it's like uh, a strategic spot for what God's wanting to do. In the city where we are is the largest mosque in Europe has been built. Now, it cracked when they built it, and they haven't been able to open it. Amazing. But it's there, and they're going to open it. And so it's a tremendous spot to witness into Europe and into that side of the world. Um, what God has done is hooked us up with all these messianic works. That means that's a Jewish person that got born again. And we're connected to the largest messianic, and they all want to come there. They all want to bring their worship teams. They send teams in all the time. They actually sent a couple guys to help us work. Um, so this is all in the planning, and I believe it will go out, and I believe it will spark a revival, uh, a world revival to be a part of uh, what God's going to do in the world. Um, so with all that, let's get into the Word. Uh, hallelujah. So we invite you. Um, your life will change. Uh, we've talked about a couple other places to go. Also, uh, like Herrenhut is, uh, if you've never heard of that, that's where Zinzendorf uh, allowed the Moravians to come into, and they prayed for 100 years around the clock. And that's all the Pentecostal stuff you see all around the world, all the works and all the revivals and everything that came from them people right there praying. And they still have a place open that's open 24-7. And the grounds is just, it's holy grounds. And 8,000 missionaries are buried on that mountainside that went around the world. And it's a pretty amazing place to visit. But we hope to get there and put a feet there. It's, it's nice to go there. And sometimes I just go there and sit and just soak in the presence of the Lord and get a refreshing. So I want to talk to you today um, uh, about receiving... You know, tonight there's going to be a receiving in here. We receive, you know, in this, in this, and we fan what's already in there, but we also look to receive more uh, of God and, and have that stirred up. So I want to read uh, uh, a passage in Hebrews, if you turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. And, you know, there's several scriptures, quite a few scriptures that, that talk about things that's already been done. You know, like in Ephesians, he says, uh, all spiritual blessings I blessed you with. I have already blessed you with all spiritual blessings. So it's already happened. It's already ours. Um, we used to sing a song, uh, you can have it, reach up and grab it. God's got a miracle for you. Um, I believe you've got to pull them down. I believe you've got to reach in there into the spirit realm and pull certain things down and release things. I was telling somebody last week, I said, you know, I use my binder right now more, my binder key more than I've ever used it. I mean, you could just be sitting with somebody and they'd be talking and I'm like, I bind that, I bind that. In the name of Jesus, I bind that, I bind that. 
I bind that. I don't receive that. I bind that. I, bind, I mean, they're just off the hook because everything's going on and fear's coming and they're saying all these things. I'm like, I bind that mess up. It's not coming here. Use your keys. Amen? Those are keys to the kingdom. Whatsoever you bind here on earth is bound in the heavenlies. And what we're talking about here today is, come on, kingdom come, will of God be done. Now listen, that happens inside you. Thank you. Thank you. That happens inside you. He said, I put rivers inside you. Okay? So when kingdom come, these rivers start erupting. Kingdom come, will of God be done. As he is, so are you. And we make this so distant, like we're trying to get some place that's like millions of miles away. When I see people pray sometimes, it's like, they're like, like, you're here and it's way out there? No, it's right here. Huh? And look at this verse in 18. For you are not come to a mountain that might be touched. Okay? And that burned with fire, nor the blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words, which the voice that they heard, uh, it entreated that the words should not be spoken. Man, don't say it no more, God. Stop. <laughs> don't say it. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And so, as much as a beast touched that mountain, it would be stoned or thrust through with a dart. So terrible was the sight, Moses said, he exceedingly feared and quaked. Somebody say, but you, you, have come huh, to Mount Zion. Now here's the thing. Here's the question. Why are we trying to get somewhere he already says you are? We're continually standing here trying to get somewhere that I just read in the word there that says you've already come into this place. I've already seated you in Christ Jesus. That's why we got to know who he is and who we are. Hallelujah. And get this connection where we're walking in this thing. Huh? You want to go somewhere and use this thing when you do that. You're just like, I got to use this. Not like Bruce Almighty, okay? But it's almost, it's almost like that. You see stuff happen, huh? Supernaturally. And it's like a surreal moment. You're like, whoa. When I saw that guy come back from the dead, I was like, hmm, that just happened. We just saw it. He came up. So we've already come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, to a big company of angels. I love my angels. I love my angels. 
I'm telling you, brother, it used to mess me up. I'd been to maybe 20 nations, and then I had people start doing this to me. Stand up. You stand up. One of you guys stand up. Whoever wants to jump up first. And they'd be like this. They'd come up to me, and they'd... Now, where I grew up, we had gangs. There were gangs over there. And, and when somebody did that, that meant somebody was going to hit you in the back of the head. Yep. <laughs> you, you follow me? It's like, you know, what? What? I mean, it just freaked me out. And they're like, and I knew they were Christian, but I'm like, what are, what are you looking at? And, I, and, and you know, and, and in me, I'm, I'm questioning, wh- what are you looking at, you know, inside? So maybe they hear the question or whatever, but they're like, man, you're big. That's what they always say. You are big. And then, it's, it's not that I'm big, but them angels that are around me, they're really big. If you ain't never seen one, it, I have climbed clear up on the back of my bed before trying to get away. Fearfully, they're big. Anyway, just saying. Hallelujah. I love my angels. Thank you, God, for the angels. Hallelujah. To the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, to God the judge of all, to the spirits of the just one made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if, he, if they escape not who refused him, that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, Now he hath promised, saying, yet once more. Somebody say, yet once more. I shall shake not the earth only, but also heaven. This word, yet once more, signified the removing of the things that are shaken, as the things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Okay? Wherefore, we... Receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Hmm? Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably in reverence and godly fear. For God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. Huh? And, you know, when we went to this place in Germany, Frank Harvey... Somebody say, I know Frank Harvey. He comes. You know, he has a way of saying things. So nicely and lovingly. And, and he's sitting there in my room and he goes, oh, I see this place has a noose around your neck. That's not a very nice thing to say. <laughs> and it's really not a nice thing to hear. He said, I see that as you've come into this place, you're here living with a noose around your neck. What? So I'm kind of like, you know, if you tell me, like, there's a devil in that wall right there, well, let's go pound the wall. Knock the wall down and stomp the devil. Okay? So I went and made me a noose. Wrapped it around with rope. I had this extra rope. and 
throwed it on my coffee table in my room. People would come in, what's that? That's what Frank Harvey said is around my neck because I come to this place right here. This has put a hold on things. and We've been on the holding pattern. I said, but I serve the living God. and I'm not going to be moved because you tell me there's a noose around my neck. We're going to chop that noose up. And there was a point in, after seven years, God said, cut it up. Frank come back by and he said, I see that thing's broken in the spirit. And right after that, I cut that thing in little pieces like that. Just chopped it up. Huh? And God told me, this is your land. This is your place. Now, when he told me that, listen to this. When he told me, this is your place, all hell broke loose. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is our place. This is yours. You've taken the, you have taken the ground. It's all yours. You're to do this. It's yours. They come took the tax status. The stuff that was said, the stuff that was done, was like, this really doesn't look like it's ours. <laughs> huh? Relate this to your stuff. You got stuff where God said and prophesied, you're going to have this, you're going you're gonna to have these children, you're going to have this business, you're going to have this schooling, you're going to have, you know, it goes on and on. You can fit your whatever into it. And the devil said, no. You, 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 you ain't going to get it. As a son of God, as a son of God, you have been brought into the midst of angels and into the present presence of the one who has sprinkled his blood that speaks volumes. He said, I brought you into this place. I'm not taking you there. You're not going there. I brought You have come to this place. You being a born-again believer have access by the blood of Jesus into this place. To stand and say, I'm sorry, I will not be moved. And cast down every feeling, every thought, every imagination, everything that's puffing itself up against the knowledge of God. You're coming down under my feet. You will not stand under, you cannot stand under this, what I'm putting before you right now. All these principalities and powers of darkness and wickedness and happiness, you have no place. I give you no place. That's what he said. You give him no place. You have no place. I doubt your doubt. You're coming down under my feet shortly. The oppression that he tries to do of oppressing us. Huh? I'm looking at him in Germany, and I asked this guy, I'm in this guy's plant. I'm in his, his factory. I said, where's your workers, man? He said, they're all out. So what do you mean they're out? He said, they're on leave. What kind of leave? 
Depression leaves. It's wintertime. There's no sunshine. How old are they? 22 years old. Can't remember a day I was depressed when I was 22, man. Huh? But people do get that way. I reverse that. God wants, come on. Throw some lemons. We're making lemonade. Huh? We're going to bring sunshine on a cloudy day. Huh? We're going to change this. You know, we're talking about, we sang it today about Jesus for him to come. I'm going to tell you, he's come. He's here. He is here. Hallelujah. He is here. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I'm not going to him. He's already come. Hallelujah. I need to walk in his spirit. I need to walk in what he gave me. I need to believe God. Huh? I need my belief system to go to another level. I'm not going to let my belief system stay dormant. I'm going to get what is mine. Amen? Hallelujah. I do that in the supernatural. My wife can do that in the natural. She's, I learned a thing from Dr. Cottle. She's fleshy. Not fleshly. Fleshy. What does that mean? She can take the natural things like, you know, if they say down here, giving away cheese, five-pound blocks, and she gets there two hours late and all the cheese is gone. She tells the guy, look, Come to get my cheese. And they say, lady, it's gone. No, no, no. You don't understand. I'm here to get my five pounds of cheese. She can so convince him that he will go buy her five pounds of cheese (laughs) just so she will leave. You with me? That's not faith. That's persistency, okay, of... And a lot of other things, hallelujah. <laughs> but you take that into the supernatural with this word, and I want to guarantee you will move some mountains. But as brother said this morning, somebody's got to step out. You can get so much information, you're too good for that. Because I know what I know. I mean, I remember Dr. Cottle telling me a story in his Bible college class, and then it became real when one of my sons did it. He had a young man, and the young man went off to a, one of these conferences. He'd come back, and he was a prophet. They prophesied over him. He's a prophet. He came back, and Dr. Cottle threw him the keys, said, would you go get the speaker at the airport? He threw the keys back to Dr. Cottle and said, no, I'm a prophet now. He got a bunch of information, but he didn't have a clue. He's not serving God today. Sad. You get a lot of information, it messes you up, choke you up. We talk about going overseas and going into Africa and going into these places. You know, and I talked to some people this week about going, and he said, I understand, because I asked him, I said, I need you to lead this. We're going to have about a 1,000 kids, and I need you to lead this worship thing. He said, yeah, I know how this works. I know we're going for them, but actually it's going to be us, isn't it? We're going to be the ones that change. I said, yep, you got it. God asked you to go somewhere. He's got something for you. 
You'd be like, I'm a missionary. Yeah, you're going to be a dying missionary. Because <laughs> that trip he's got you on, he wants to kill you while he's got you on that trip. You're going to die to something, huh? <laughs> you come back and you're like, mm, missionary, you know, but you're a little more humble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like going out, you're like, <laughs> spenders out and everything. But coming back, it changes everything, huh? And it's designed that way. You know, that he wants to strip this outer man so the inner man can come forward. Hallelujah. We were in India, and we were in the hotel, getting ready to do our 10-day ten ten session. Morning till night, we start at 8 o'clock in the morning, we go till 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, teaching, taking turns, and at night we would lay hands on everybody, that was 5,000, 10,000, whatever it was, Sometimes you didn't know your name. Three days after this 10 days is over, you don't even know your name. Somebody, what's your name? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And we were back waiting to go to this uh, auditorium we'd rented. And they went in and busted all the windows out of it. And the Hindus did. And they just went havoc and ran all of our guys out. And they came flying back with fear into the thing and gave the message on tape. They videoed the guys and what they were saying, how they were going to kill us. And so it was a very pressing time. You know, I mean, you, you got, we had little kids with us, and we had a big team of 40 people with us. So you have a responsibility. Him and I had the sole responsibility of saying, hey, you know, we got to make a choice here. We really better hear from God if we're to be here or not to be here. And we went in a room, and we started praying, and then we started waiting. And that's probably one of the hardest things for people to do, especially when the pressure's on. It's hard to wait when the pressure's on. You want to do something. Won't you just do something? And that pressure's just pushing on you. So we went and waited, and finally this word came in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, 58. Thanks to God, which giveth us victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast. Here it is again, unmovable. You have received a kingdom that's unmovable. Come on. In your spirit, man, is a kingdom that's unmovable. Now listen, he's messing with your head all the time, trying to get you to abort the mission. Because <laughs> he knows if you'll just abort it, it'll be all right. You can just quit. It's over. Man, if you stand there, I ain't moving. <laughs> I know what my God says in the Word of God. And I am not, I refuse to be moved. I refuse to be moved. Listen to this. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. When it's in the Lord, when it's in the Lord, it's not in vain. Huh? Always abounding in that work. I'm going to, I'm, you hit me, I'm just, do, I'm, I'm going after it. I'm going after more work in the kingdom. 
I'm going to do more work in the kingdom. And not, not physical craziness. I'm talking about I'm going to do more in the kingdom. I'm not letting, you got pressure on me, but I'm going to tell you what. Pressure makes power. Huh? You take that boiling water and you put that lid on there and you fasten that thing. It just starts building pressure. Pressure, huh? Hallelujah. Press me right on into the kingdom work. Right on into God. I'm not going to let up. I'm not going to stop. Hallelujah. Come on, you got to eat. Listen, I'm not just saying something to you that you just say. I'm talking about something. This is what you do before the, your father. You put this before him. Father, this is, you, this is your child right here. I'm standing before you, and I'm telling you, I receive. I receive kingdom of God. I receive kingdom of God. Come, I receive in me. Huh? This unmovable kingdom. Hallelujah. I'm connected with you. We're connected. As I am, so are you. Come on, I'm with you. You seated me in heavenly places in Christ. I'm in you. This is changing because of you. This is going to move because of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, he, you release him. You release him to release the angels. You release him to release the spirit. You release him with that. Huh? You release God's hand to move when you do that. Put your face to his face. Huh? Put your mouth to his mouth. God, I'm connected to you. <laughs> See, all this stuff here is just trying to distract you, take you away. It's all distractions. 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 Come on, stand in the Lord, in the power of his might. And watch those distractions be annihilated when you stand in him. love it when the Lord, do you, you know, we sing this song when the Lord shows up, when the Lord comes in, when he walks in. The thing. I'm telling you, he's walking. He's coming. He's here. I did construction for a while. <laughs> and there was these big jobs, and there was this one particular job the devil was on. I mean, people were dying on the job. It's a, it's a, it's a place in South Carolina, and it's, it's pretty wicked. And they had open gambling. They had uh, just, it was I just want to go into all the time. I mean, we woke up one day, there was a girl floating in the pool. I mean, it was just, it was, it was awful. And I couldn't get to it because I was on three other jobs. They put my brother, you've met him, James, that's come here, on, and he's not, he was a technician, he was not a superintendent. They put him on there as a superintendent. Hmm? And they had so much pressure on him, he was calling me on the phone crying. He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. The guy's got a gun. This is just a crazy, it was a whole high school we were building. I said, I'm coming, buddy, I'm coming, I'm getting this done, I'm coming, I'm coming. Well, the day I came, and I'm just giving you this, because this is how the Lord works. When I came, I come on the job. And the, the guy that was, had the gun, that come on, he came right up to me. He said, who are you? I said, oh, I'm nobody. I'm just nobody. Mr. Nobody. What are you doing here? Uh, I'm here to finish the work for the heat and air company. He started cussing. He started walking around me, cussing, had his gun right here. 
my brother came up. <laughs> this is so funny. He started skipping around that guy. And he was doing this. That's my brother. I told you he was coming. And now let's see what happens. I mean, he's screaming. James is screaming. And this is not his character. He's skipping around that guy. And the guy's commanding me, get off the job. Get off the job. I said, I'm, not, I'm here. And I'm going to be here until this is done. We'll see. And then he marched off to his trailer with that fine construction language they use. He called my boss. And my boss said, no, he's the man. And then he gave choice words. Anyway, after two months, we were two months behind, understand, all other trades. So we got in a meeting, and they asked me what I was going to do. I said, it's not what I'm going to do, but I brought Jesus here. And I said, we're going to go ahead. We're going to, be, we're going to finish this job ahead of all of y'all. Well, what makes you think you can do that? I said, because I got the Holy Ghost, and none of you do. And my boss, we got out, the owner of the company, he said, did you have to say that? I said, I had to say it. <laughs> did you have to tell? He's a good Baptist guy. Did you have to do that? I said, I had to, buddy. I said, that, you got to understand what that releases in me. Like what you were saying this morning, somebody's got to step out in it. you got to get in it. Huh? You got, come on, when it hits you, when the Spirit hits you, You've got to move right then by faith, and that's when it's going to happen. Things are going to break. But you sit there waiting on them feelings, them feelings will come. Hmm? The song will come, and you'll be down memory lane before you know it. You'll see something, and it'll remind you of something in the past, and all of a sudden your mind's going a million miles backwards. And when it, come on, when it strikes, when the spirit strikes, you've got to move right then. You do not wait. You wait and you miss it. Love those opportunities just to dive on it and say, Jesus, what's he got to do with this? Because I got the Holy Ghost. And, and they, they wanted me to explain it. The architect stood up and said, well, would you explain that, Mr. Limley? I said, I would love to. Like, give me an audience right here. Here is the deal. And I, I got up, man. I said, here's the deal. You see that wall? See that wall right there? I said, all y'all see is the wall. The Holy Ghost in me can see inside the wall, outside the wall, all over that wall. He knows everything. Hmm. See, he said, if you want to boast, you boast in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can do it. The Holy Ghost, what you going to do with him? Hmm? They messed with him a little bit in the New Testament, and it didn't turn out well. They just lied to him, and, it, and they died. Just saying. Amen? Hallelujah. By the way, I'm here because of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Ten years ago, I was pronounced three months to live. Are you with me? Are you with me? Okay, just excuse me, just a minute. 
Okay, 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 okay. You know, I couldn't breathe. My heart was going. Now, 10 years later, I'm still here because of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Because of what God says, bound in the work, just keep doing the work. We're here for the work of God. What's my assignment? Just do your assignment. He said, I'll add, if you'll do your assignment, I'll add everything to you. I'll add stuff to you. Hallelujah. We got a boy coming to the church. He's been there since I was in the beginning, but he quit for a while. That helps with my tennis. In Cologne, Germany, he decided to commit suicide when he was 20-some years old, and he jumped out of the 6'4", off the 6'4". And God wanted to have him around a while, so he landed on a car. And he doesn't walk real straight. He has to have these sticks, but he's still got some mind left. And what I saw him lately, for the last two years, whenever nobody else tithed, he was one of the guys tithing, 12, 12, 12 euro a month. That's interesting. Hmm. Then I, lately I've seen him in every service. And I saw some countenance changing on him. Because I've told him, you know, you need to repent for jumping out the window. I understand you was depressed and all messed up and everything, but you jumped out six-story window. God didn't tell you to do that. So you need to repent to him and tell him you're sorry. You jumped out. So he can start putting this back together. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm praying some stuff today for y'all. Hallelujah. So there's a continual... This is what God wants. What God wants... As you abound in the work of the Lord, it continually that you receive an unshakable kingdom. I'm going to tell you, it's going to get shaky. It's fixing to get shaky and flaky. <laughs> the flakes come with the shakes. I mean, they are waiting for the shake so they can flake. Does that make sense? I mean, you get a little bit shaken in the flakes. They're just like, yeah, I told you, yeah. You know? And then fear. Rampant fear. And the torment of the mind. Huh? you got to be set in the kingdom stuff. Huh? It's your focus. Quit putting it on things that are seen. I'm putting my eyes on him changes everything, takes all that out, takes that equation out and puts his equation in. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his rule. Jesus, you come in and rule this. You rule. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I feel that confusion, I just start calling the kingdom rule. Be Lord. Be king. Be king in this situation. Huh? think we try to do it 
because we've been taught to work, we've been taught to do things, and we try to do the work. We try to do it. Something like something I got to do. No, I've already received something. I've got to release something I've already received. I need to release it through my spirit, man. It needs to come through my mind. You know, lately I've been saying to people, I got a body inside a body. Now, I'm going to get a tax for this, but I'm going to say it anyway, okay? I don't have no pain in my body. I don't get headaches. Very rarely in two decades do you ever see me with a cold. Did the devil try to kill me? Oh, yeah. Because he knows. I know something. Hmm? How do you do that? I do it every moment. I use my keys. He said, I give you keys to the kingdom. You have keys to the kingdom. We're talking about receiving the kingdom and the kingdom flowing through. And you got keys to the kingdom. You got to use the keys if you're going to go through the doors. My mom and dad, they came and they lived by the church for six years in Gallivance Ferry. And my mom put me on notice the first day she was there that she was there to get me straight. I just spent a week with her. I love my mama. But my dad, he would, on a daily basis, on the farm, tell me, I got a pain. He'd go to reach for the radio. Oh, my shoulder. I said, I ain't got a pain. And I don't receive one. I bind that in Jesus' name. Every time he said it, I reversed it. Every time he said it, I reversed it. You get tired of it? Nope, because I live without it. Huh? Whatsoever you bind is bound in this work. Whatsoever you loose is loosed. Hallelujah. All the kids in Gallimans Ferry, there's, there's a ton of them, Okay. Ask him, little Johnny, will you, will you, and there's not a Johnny, but little Johnny, will you pray today? He's five, six, seven, eight, whatever. Yeah. He's going to end it with, we bind all sickness and disease from this food. Huh? Where'd they get that from? Watch him pastor. Because he binds sickness and disease. If you ever been some of the places where I had to eat, you'd be binding it too. <laughs> hey, that is not going to come on me. <laughs> I'm going to eat that in the Holy Ghost, okay? (laughs) Right? But they do. They all pray that. We were laughing recently because, you know, it's now into the third generation they're saying it. They're binding it. I don't want no sickness or disease coming from that thing. Hallelujah. Got to get your eyes on Come on, the work of the Lord. 
That's a part of the work of the Lord. That's a part where, come on, he said, here's the keys. And I give you my name. Hallelujah. When you see that really works, man, you work it. He's happy. You ain't going to wear God out. (laughs) You're not going to wear him out. You're not going to wear the Holy Ghost out. Hallelujah. He'll strengthen you with might in the inner man. He'll bring strength into you. And you take a stand and use your keys and use who you are and you stand in who you are in the work of the Lord. It has to move because you are in a unmovable. There's only one thing that's going to move and you're not going to move because you're in the unmovable kingdom. Making sense? And I, I don't just want you to know that, saying that. I want that. In that man, whoo, yes, putting Pennsylvania on fire, huh? Yeah. Hallelujah. So you can get out of here and go a bunch of other places. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what speeds it up? What will bring this process? Because everybody wants to know, I want to do it faster. Let's go on a mission trip. <laughs> I guarantee you'll speed it up one way or another. Huh? It changes everything. But don't let it stop there. Go on another one. If, if something worked because you went, go again. You know, if it's downtown, if it's at the huh? Giant Eagle or whatever you got here, I don't know what. I was telling Pastor Brandy that led to worship in, in our revival, and she spent all of her nights under the first pew. You couldn't get next to her. If you got next to her, you were you dropped. You could not get within like 20 feet of where she was, and you were on the floor. And sometimes there'd be 30 people just piled right there, okay, on the floor. And um, she was three years ago. She, she said, and we're not going to be able to sell our house. We can't sell our house. They built a McDonald's in front of our house. It wasn't even supposed to be zoned for this. Nobody, who's going to buy a house with a McDonald's in front? I said, I would have loved it when I was a kid. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, yeah, mom, buy that house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said, you know, if you go to Jerusalem with me, God will, God will sell your house. She come back, three people fought over buying the house. They finally brought the cash and dumped more than they asked for on the table. Sold it. She went and did something for the Lord, took care of it. Huh? Do abound in the work of the Lord, he'll take care of those things. Amen? Get your focus where it needs to be. Amen? Get your focus. Change your focus. And I, I believe that was a word, you know. I hear this change coming on, and I believe that's the change, is the focus has got to be on the kingdom for where we're headed in this world. Hmm? Because the deal is, it's not how high I can jump or how anointed I am right now. Or the deal is you've got to finish the race. Paul said, I fought the fight. I kept the faith. I finished my work he gave me to do. And the deal is we want to finish our work. 
There's a work for you to do. Each one of you in here has a book written about you. Stuff that you're supposed to do in the kingdom. Hmm? We've got to find out what that is. You just start doing it, and he'll line you up. You know? If you think you're an evangelist and you're supposed to be a pastor, he'll fix that. Huh? Because you'll realize that ain't nobody showing up for your evangelistic meetings. But everybody in the world's calling you with all their problems. Why are they calling me? Oh, you're a pastor. You're not an evangelist. You, know, you figure it out by who's around you and what's going on. He'll, he'll, he'll iron all that out. <laughs> he has a way of just kind of fixing all that. And you can just take off in the wrong direction all you want. He will fix it all around. Shake things up and bring you back on course. Because he loves you. And he called you into this. And he's got stuff for you to do. Amen? And sometimes we do have to regroup and say, God, what has this happened to me? There's some reason for this. Something's going on here. What do you want me to do? What is this? Huh? What's going on? You know? No, point five, that's all it is. No, stay a while? Okay, all right, let's go some more then. You all right? Is this resonating? Come on. In, in, my, in my prayer, really, my aim is get this burning in you. Listen, my, you know, think about, and we, we were talking about, being rescued, you know, and I, I how about he'll break down, come on, that reckless love coming after you, huh? I mean, he come in that drug house, he broke the walls down, come all in there and got me. And I said to him, God, I want to know the truth. I want to know the truth. I was raised in church, but I want to know the truth. It didn't, I remember church and it didn't, I had questions and nobody would answer my questions and I was frustrated and And that God would have someone down the road that was in the Welsh, after the Welsh Revival and been with Wigglesworth and down there, 79 years old, people thought he was done. And he was just praying, God, just give me one man. One man. Pour this into before I go. Just give me. We were, we were three blocks apart. Him from England, me from Ohio, and me in North Carolina, and him in North Carolina. And then God had to bring the middleman, woman in, say, go to this house. God's got your answer. I saw you on your bed. I saw you in a dream. And you were laying there asking God for the truth, and I'm telling you, it's down the street waiting on you. Go. And I went down, and I walked in the room, and the Holy Ghost spoke inside me, you never had that happen to you. It's like you hear the words down in here. Like they're, woo, those are words. And I said the words out, and I looked at him, and I said, I'll be with you till you die. I'll be with you till you die. Had no idea what I was getting into. Had no idea this guy had 60-some years of ministry, and he was going to pour in me in 10 years. 
Ten years I sit at his feet. I wouldn't trade you that for all the Bible schools in the entire world and Google. Because <laughs> you know what he said to me after the 10 years? He said, you can go anywhere, you can go to any Bible school, and nobody can hurt you. Huh. There's more to that than you know. They can't hurt you. Because he connected me in to knowing the Father. You know, imagine this. What I got to watch at the end of this man's life. Six months before he died, he gets a letter in the mail from his friend in New Zealand he hadn't heard from in two years. And the letter reads, I see you're going to go be with Jesus. I just thought you might not want to say the things about yourself at your own funeral, so I wrote something to be read at your funeral. And this is six months before he dies. He gets this in the mail. He has what's to be read at his feet. He knows he's going home. His friend knows he's going home. That's what he imparted into me. To know him, to know his voice, to find out what's going on. Instead of quit getting your feelings hurt because you thought you knew what was going on. Huh? You thought it was faith. It ain't thinking it's faith. You know when it's faith. And you know when God speaks. With me? So he goes on. And then years later, there I am in London with my son trying to make up time because I miss all of his birthdays and I'm always going around the world and I'm never with him. I asked him what he wanted to do. He said, I want to go to London and see shows. I said, well, let's just go to London and see shows then. Or So I just put out a whole week and we're there watching shows in the afternoon, shows in the evening, and just having a good time. And I get a call that my dad has a, has a, a blockage, and he's not going to make it, it looks like. Well, everybody at that point, when you're in healing uh, business, <laughs> God's business, they think you're coming home to heal them. And, you know, the deal is this. When you know the Father and you're walking with the Father, then you can ask the Father, what does he want to do? So I remember walking out of the hotel and walking on the streets of London, and I'm walking down there, and I said, God, what do you want to do with my daddy? What do you want to do with him? He said, I want to take him home. I said, then you'll take him home then. And then by the time I got back to Germany, in two days, he gave me the message to speak at his funeral. He's still alive. And I told the brother over there, I said, I just got the message for my daddy's funeral on the tennis court. He said, I don't want that anointing. I thought, brother, you don't, you don't know what you're saying. You do not know what you're saying because I'm hearing God. You're all the time wanting to hear God, but you don't want to know the truth. Everybody wants to hear God, but they don't want to know the truth. Listen, the truth will set you free. But when it's not like we think it ought to be, we cut it off. We just cut it off. Nope, nope, nope. But I'm going to tell you, if you learn this, you'll learn to embrace it, and you know there's something good in it. Huh? My daddy did not want to lay around and people just looking at him. He said, if it's my time, you just take me on out of here. I don't need to be on display. <laughs> so when I got back, I said, let's take him to the house. We went to the house. and We're in the house and everybody got to see him and they all left. Mom went to bed and she went to bed. And I had the morphine in my hand. 
forgive him at 1 o'clock in the morning. And I said, God, you told me you're taking him. I can put this in there because I'm supposed to. You said. I said, so, Dad, he says he's ready. You can go. Just, and he was like this, you know. What is that? It was God's promise. God's truth. Guess what? I celebrate him every day I say something about my daddy. I celebrate him. He's on the streets. Hallelujah. Huh? We talk about all the things he did and all the, things, all the different ways. And he's in the plan of God. Huh? I didn't sit there and struggle. I didn't sit there and fight. I took the keys. Loosed him. Loosed him. To the hands of God. You can keep them. Sit there and look, but you can release them too. You can hear from God. What do you want to do, God? I want to take them. Take them to heaven, man. What a selfish thing for me to hold them here. He's going to be up there in heaven with you. These are just some things, guys. These are life experiences, life things that God wants to work in your life. You know what he wants to, he cares about. Listen, he knows how many hairs are on your head. Stop for just a minute. He knows how much hair we got. He knows what we're thinking. He knows when the bird falls. Huh? He knows it. That's who we're serving. And he's connected and he's waiting and he's looking for you to stand before him and go, yes, God. <laughs> I am walking in an unshakable kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are things shaking? Yes. They're supposed to be. <laughs> but you didn't see all that stuff shake? It's supposed to shake because he said, I'm going to shake everything that can be shaken. So don't be surprised because stuff is shaking. Learn to stand in him. Come on, when everything's breaking loose all around you. Huh? Everything's just unraveling and going crazy all around you. And learn to stand in the Lord. I'm not moving. Hallelujah. I remember being in Haiti, and my dad was there. and He got fear in the Jeep, you know. And they were playing with him and two other pastors. They were picking the Jeep up and dropping it. I might have told you that story, but picking the Jeep up, dropping the Jeep, playing with them. Well, it don't take long. A thousand people gather, and they're just watching, going, when they pick it up, drop it. Ah, they're all yelling. Well, the guys in the, in the Jeep are about to have a heart attack. because They think they're going to die. They think they're going to kill them. But they're just playing. They're playing with them. And I'm inside preaching. I don't even have a clue. And they come and got me and said, we fear that this could turn into a riot, you know, with, with the pastors and your dad that's outside. You might better come. When I came, when I came, the young guy that was instigating the whole thing pulled his shirt up. And I don't want to mortify you, so I won't pull mine up. But he pulled, <laughs> he pulled his shirt up, and he said, if I had food, I could have went in there tonight and listen to you preach. <laughs> right away, 
That was my cue. I've got a thousand people in here. There was only 500 people inside. I've got a thousand unbelievers out here. You understand? And that was the cue right there. I said, woohoo, let me just tell you right now. <laughs> if you will seek the kingdom of God, his righteousness, he will add the food, house to you, all the clothing you need, everything you need. I started preaching. As I started preaching, I was walking toward the crowd, and the whole crowd was going backwards. Come on. I'm big, but I'm not big enough for a 1,000. I might get three or four of you if you jump on me and make you feel like you shouldn't have done that. But I ain't going to do no 1,000, okay? They did in the Bible, but I I ain't feeling that right now. They, They backed up, and I was watching this. I'm watching the whole crowd. A thousand people, if I move this way, they move back. If I move this way, they move back. What was going on? Kingdom, unmovable kingdom was coming through. Rivers of living water was coming out. And them rivers, as I walked toward them, the rivers was hitting them. And whoo, they was going back. I got done. They all clapped like I was in the auditorium. Because the kingdom of God, the message of Jesus Christ came out. Touch it. It's your cue. Come on, you gotta have your mind. You gotta, you gotta be set and say, I'm on a, I'm on a hair trigger, man. You hit that switch, I'm coming for you. Now, if you're just talking weather and you're doing all that, just go do your stuff and talk your stuff and go on. Man, when you cue it up where it's time for you to make the move, hmm? and the Holy Ghost will stir you and you know, and there's that river. Oh my goodness, we're in the river. We're in the river. We're out here. It's dark. The voodoo drums are playing. There's a thousand crazy people picking the Jeep up and dropping it. And God cues you in the Holy Ghost. Now, let the kingdom go. Woo! And it flies out. Huh? <laughs> Woo! And it's preached. And a thousand people hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. One thousand people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen? Come on. God wants to cue you up. He, want, he wants you in relationship with him. God, I want to know when you're moving. I want, to, I want to know what you're doing. I want to know what's going on here. These are legit questions you should be asking God. What's going on for the kingdom in this way? If nothing's going on, you just want me to go in and have a nice dinner, then fine. I don't have a problem with that. But if I go in a restaurant and he cues me, Meal's done. We're on a different meal. Huh? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Huh? Peace, joy, Holy Ghost. When he cues and says, hey, this girl's got a problem. Got a problem. I was in Kentucky and this girl, she come up to wait on us. And I, could, I, I feel it, the, the anointing came, and I said, oh, I said, what's wrong with your stomach? What's wrong with you, girl? I got to have operation this afternoon. I said, can I pray for you? I felt the Holy Ghost. I said, can I pray for you? I got to pray now. Yes. And when I prayed for it, the Spirit hit her, man, knocked her clear back over on this uh, knee wall. I had two guys with me, and they were sitting there going like, 
oh my goodness, we're in service, you know, because we were supposed to start a revival service that night, you know, and I said, I think he's starting it now, you know, and, uh, and she started screaming, what is that? What's going on? What, are you a preacher? I said, well, you can start there. That's a part of it, you know, that's a part of it, but it's about meeting him. You just met the Lord. The Lord just touched you. The Lord just came. The kingdom of God, the unmovable kingdom of God, ready to do something. He wants to do something. Hallelujah. It's not possible for pastor to go to all the places y'all will go this week. It's impossible. It's not possible. It's not possible. Or both of them. If they both tried, they couldn't do it. Those places are for you. Those opportunities are for you. Those opportunities, and you do those, and you may do it right, and you may not do it right the first time, but just do it, and then come and talk about it and say, Pastor, I did this. Is there a better way? Did I do it right? Or what? And you, you start working it out. You start working it out. You start figuring out this worked, that didn't work. One time, I first at the beginning, I give a guy the whole gospel, all the every Bible verse I could do. And the next day, I ask his girlfriend. I said, "How'd I do? What did he say?" She said, "He said, well, and he was a country boy, you know. He said, well, you don't feed a starving horse the whole bell hay at one time." <laughs> you know, I choked him to the ground with the word. I was like choking him with the word, slamming him down, you know. And then I had to learn. You got to know when to hold them, when to fold them, huh? When to walk away, when to run, and when to be quiet. Not say anything. What does he want to do? What do you want to do, Lord? But be ready to do whatever he says do. Because the test is he wants to kill some stuff in us when we're doing it. Hallelujah. You know, it's easier to grab somebody in here with cancer. It's not so easy if you're outside of here. You know? But if you're queued up, you'll just react in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So purpose tonight, fan the flame, get that stirred up. So when you go out and that opportunity arises, you'll just be Johnny on the spot. Let me give you such as I have given you. I just got this. Let me give it to you. See, we think, oh, that's so good. That felt so good. That ain't for you when you get that. That's for you to give to somebody. That's, and if you go give it to somebody, you get some more. Huh? Give it away and you get some more. We had a yard sale for Haiti and this guy got out and I'm telling you if this all was eat up here gone he had one of them little box things he was talking out of and before I knew it I, I grabbed his throat <laughs> the open wound and said I curse that in the name of Jesus of Nazareth you will die and dry up like the fig tree and I went on back to the yard sale And them young teenagers that are with me, they go, whoa. <laughs> a year later, we had another yard sale. 
Guy jumps out of the van. He comes running up. He goes, I'm the guy. I said, what guy? Guy with the truck. Look at this car. It's gone. It's all gone. It started drying up after I left here. One year later. That was a reaction of the Holy Ghost did that. You can't just go do that. You can't reenact that. It's that when he says, go, you go. And I'm asking him lately because I want to see creative miracles. You know, I want to see some. I've ordered 12. I ordered a dozen starting out uh, pancreases to go in. And when God says, get them in there, get them in there. I know these young boys that need these pancreases. Put that new one in there. When he says it, I'm ready. Are you hearing me? You get yourself ready. The prayer room is to get you ready and get you involved and get you listening to him so that when he speaks, you know what's going on. Huh? And if you get your spirit man where you're walking with your spirit man, then you will react with him. You'll do it. Instead of going, man, here's what I hear all the time. You know, I really missed it. I, so-and-so was there, and I should have said that. And I felt prompted, and I didn't do it. That's all counted when we speak and when we don't speak. Come on. What is this? Huh? Words spoken, words not spoken. got to get in tune with it because revival's coming. Hallelujah. Revival's coming. And you want to flow in it. You don't want to just be a spectator. Huh? <laughs> I want to be a part of it, you know? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Part of the process. Be a part of it. What God's doing. God, I don't care what you want me to do. You want me to hold the door? I'll hold the door. I'll get the same reward. Sometimes I just want to hold the door. Let me hold the door. Y'all do the rest of the stuff. Let's hold the door. I, yeah, let's stand here and hold the door. Huh? Shoot, yeah. We're out in the parking lot with a flashlight, you know? It's good. All of it needs to be done. Everybody's going to get the reward for what's going on here and what goes on around the world. You're going to get the reward because you were a part. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like it. I, I, can, I, can, I, I feel you. <laughs> I see you. Ah, glory to God. This is good. This is good. They own it, brother. You got them. You got them, you got them healthy. You got them going, man. It's good. <laughs> It's good stuff. Hallelujah. It's bad when you go in and it's dead. And he's just like, you know, it's like the guy that his friend died golfing with him, you know. And they said, well, what did you do? He said, well, I just hit the ball and drugged Bob. <laughs> he kept playing, but he had to drag them, you know. <laughs> Don't want to play that way. <laughs> like it when everybody's going, you know. Everybody's playing. <laughs> Hit the ball and drag Bob. Can't quit. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the truth, ain't it? It's the truth. Mm. 
You know what I feel? He loves you. God loves you. He wants this working with fire through you. Listen, it's one thing to what we're going to do tonight. It's going to be an awesome time, you know, soaking and getting stirred up and the spirit moving and all the things. But the thing is, what that's like when you're out there and you're giving that out. Such as I have, give I to you. Okay? So this time is set so you can release. And then when you release, there's fruit from that, and you deal with the fruit, and then you set again, and you release. Set again, and you release. Huh? Hallelujah. It's good. So, brother, I'm having fun. I'll I'll quit. I got 10,000 stories. (laughs) Hallelujah. At least I do. I don't know if you all do, but I like that. That's good stuff. Thanks. The unshakable kingdom, huh? Yeah, amen. That is good. Unshakable kingdom. It's good. Hallelujah. Would you all stand? <clears throat> Father, we thank you for the unshakable kingdom. We thank you that we are not waiting on an unshakable kingdom, but you've already given it to us. Lord, I pray that we would learn to operate in it, that we would learn to stand in it, that we would be immovable. And God, I pray that we would be faithful to step out in everything you've called us to. Lord, we just release that blessing over this house and we declare, God, that you're doing this new thing. God, where you're moving us forward. You're moving us forward into the opportunity. Because just like Randy said, we're queued up. Ready to go. So in the name of Jesus, we just call forth those opportunities. Lord, we call forth the quickening of the Spirit in our heart, Lord, that we would be ready and on our toes, never sleeping or slumbering in the Spirit, Lord, but that we would be awake and alert for the opportunities that you set before us. And I thank you, Father, that there's good fruit coming. Good fruit coming. We already have good fruit, but more good fruit coming. Just thank you for that, Father. Thank you and praise you. Give you glory and honor. Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do here tonight. That you're going to strengthen, encourage, and build. That you're going to release power in this place. Lives be changed. And God, we thank you that out from that meeting, Lord, more lives will be changed. God, that it will flow like a river through us, not just to us. And Lord, we thank you for all the opportunities that are going to take place here tonight. Lord, we pray, and just throughout this day, just want to encourage you to pray and call forth those opportunities. Call forth the Spirit of the living God to move and work and breathe on this service in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for it. Thank you in advance for all you're doing and all you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name. Help us to hear your voice. I pray for a Increase sensitivity to the voice of God so that miracles would be born. Jesus, 
You didn't do anything unless you saw the Father doing it. You didn't say anything unless you heard the Father saying it. I pray that we would have our spiritual senses in tune with you so that we could do and say what we see you doing and hear you saying in the moment. Because those birth miracles, signs and wonders. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If 